0: listening to the Wellington Hustle interview project showcasing Wellington's entrepreneurs sharing their experiences to inspire your entrepreneurial journey thank you for joining me i'm tim morrison hey there it's tim here and welcome back to episode 6 of the Wellington Hustle interview project in this interview i was speaking to Cathy Deong a human resources veteran of 20 years Kathy now runs her own practice helping human resource leaders have a more strategic approach to structuring their workforce and organization. Kathy sees herself as an HR architect. She works with a high-level view of organizational team structures, fine-tuning their workforce, ensuring maximum efficiency. Kathy guides her client organizations to really focus on being strategic, matching company goals with their ideal future workforce. As well as being a people strategist, facilitator, mentor and speaker, Cathy is also in the process of writing a book. Making the Shift will be out in November 2020 and is based on Cathy's passion for a more strategic human resources world. Now let's listen to the conversation with Cathy for a dose of setbacks, challenges and aha moments. Thank you very much for um, agreeing to take part in my project. If I could have you just give me a rundown of who you are and what you're about.
1: So I'm Cathy De and I uh, run my own practice in the area of workforce and organisation and I work with um, mainly leaders and HR people helping them to think about what's the capability they need in their organisation. So I'm, I'm really about thinking about the big picture and what does that look like so that's what makes me really excited, I really love that. So I've worked in big organisations for about 20 years doing those kind of roles and I have just in the last 12 months branched out on my own doing my own thing which is really fun <laughs> uh, or I might describe myself a bit like an architect for your yep. workforce quite often you know you build a building and you might add on different bits yep. and and quite often your workforce is like that you know, add on different bits, different bits or people yep. or groups or teams and then some people leave and different things happen but I guess my role is to kind of roll that up and see what does it look like overall yeah. and um stop them pulling down yeah. an internal wall yeah yeah that's right yeah and, <laughs> uh, that, yeah so it won't collapse or <laughs> something yeah. or um you know build, build a, a new room that doesn't have a door has too many doors yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: before you started your business were you doing the similar sort of thing that you are doing now
1: um uh yeah similar thing. in-house in-house yeah mm. yeah uh and so i part of my motivation from for moving out of the roles that i had which it's taken me ages but part of my motivation is trying to think about how i can work with more than one organization at yeah. one time so yeah. um i i think you know a lot of the thinking that you do is really transferable to the next organization or the next yeah. so so it is about I guess I'm wanting to think about how I can make a bigger difference than I have been able to make just in one organisation. One group I worked Mm. with who were uh, group of investigators, and they were thinking about what's the capability that they need for the future. And they had this vision that in five years' time they would have gone from having lots of junior people to having lots of senior people, yeah. uh, and so they'd changed the shape of their workforce. Yeah. And that was kind of their vision that they had. So we did some work with them around looking at, uh, well, if you look at your data you know how long do people stay in their roles and we talked to them about how long does it take to train people up and to get to be a really good investigator Uh, and and I guess once we did the maths on that and talked about the dynamics of that it takes 10 years to build a good investigator or to become one Um, so if you're starting now and you're thinking where you're going to get to in five years time you're not going to have built a big a big lot of investigators unless you start right now. Yes. Um, or unless you change your approach, so maybe you don't, like they were um, taking people from as graduates and then training them up from that point. Um, so So actually you might wanna start uh, attracting different people at the start or you might want to accelerate their training. So that's the kind of conversations yes. we have where we talk about it and overall yes. as opposed to, you know, Johnny left and we'd better get yeah. another Johnny. Yes. Um, so, so, so it is like taking a step back and it's not until you put all the information together that you kind of get a picture about the actually that's not very feasible what we were thinking or what even what we're saying you know because it's it's just not how it's going to pan out so so they're the kind of conversations we have or around maybe there's going to be a big change in skills that are required so do you need to attract different people Um, so yeah all sorts of different different things and I guess it's also changing a lot like we used to talk a lot about the um like looking at the Statistics around your um, or, or data around your workforce, but actually, now you can, you can attract all sorts of different kinds of people and do work in different ways. So, I think it, the boundaries around your organization are a lot more murkier. Yes. Uh, and so, actually, it's less about workforce and more about the overall capability um, that you have available to you and how you think about that. So,
0: what was your vision when you first started? off with your business?
1: Um, well, I, I guess I I had a vision of the kind of things that I wanted to do uh, and there's, I guess what I know that I can help organisations with. And one thing that I've done like early on is I joined the Thought Leaders Business School and that's really helps you kind of develop your own practice and get going with that. So I'd have to say that's and really shaped my thinking yeah. in terms of how my practice is going and also i am mean, in a big community of people so mm. there's a lot of people to to learn from yeah how i can how i can extend what i was doing as an employee in mm. an organization uh but i have been a public servant for 20 years yeah. so so it is there are some things that i didn't envisage would would be so difficult for me personally which is quite interesting so and and i guess this whole this whole big space that i didn't realize i didn't know anything about so that that's been an interesting burning i guess as you kind of go what does that look like if you're out there trying to sell yourself yes you know which is kind of a yucky thing well i found it quite yucky which is kind of interesting but also i guess in my role as an hr manager i was receiving a lot of people trying to sell me a lot of calls and a lot of approaches from people trying to sell me things and so now that I'm on the other side of that being the one trying to sell things to people it's kind of it's kind of interesting that um, how I'm having a reaction to that and yep. and kind of leaning into that and a lot of people say it's about I guess the same things I was trying to do in my as an employee which is to be of service and to help. So if I think of it more like that, you know, what's the value that I can add for this organization? How can I help them? That's a different kind of proposition. So I'm, I'm learning to lean yes. into that and get more comfortable with that.
0: Were and you um, consulting before you left your job?
1: Um, I guess I would kind of class myself as an internal consultant. Yes. Like I've, I've worked in big organisations and with a lot of different people in the organisation. Um, so I'm, I'm used to that, connecting with people and working out how I can help them, what does that look like. But it is quite different, yeah. <laughs> um, as I've learned, uh, than starting from scratch, yeah, so uh, so that part of it is quite interesting, but I guess the things that I know from the people I know in business school, they, they say that actually you get more and more used to that, um, and it becomes actually something that you really enjoy, because that's how you connect with people and you know that you can help them. because you know, what you are offering matches what they need, um, or you can't, so actually once you get that in your head, it's kind of It was of the business school? Oh, you? so it's Thought, Thought Leaders Ask Business Thought Leaders. School, yeah. which is based in Melbourne and Sydney.
0: Have you had an early setback and <laughs> yeah. how to deal with it?
1: Yeah, well I guess um, the thing, it's taken me a bit longer to get going than I imagined it would. So I think it is just keeping on going with that um, and working out where is placed in the market that you can add some value in and connecting what I can offer with what people need. At the moment I'm working with a really small agency on their workforce strategy. Um, It's really great, it's given me some real insights into the needs of a different kind of organisation. And I guess originally I was thinking that I would be working with bigger organisations and helping upskill people with their workforce planning. But now this this is actually people who have, have nobody and they just please come and help us with this and i kind of go well actually that's where i can really add value for for them uh in you know i think in terms of setbacks is you just have to keep on going and just have faith that um something will eventually (laughs) the world will provide (laughs) yeah
0: i guess so are those um like the companies that call out to you for help Are they kind of almost in a little bit of trouble with how everything's going with their hires and things
1: yeah they they know that they need to do something different and they're not quite sure how to go about that.
0: so has there been a time that you wanted to give up
1: Yeah, I have thought, oh, I could just get a job. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of contracting jobs, and I guess the general pattern of people who leave their HR roles, they move into contracting roles. So everybody I know is kind of up to that, and they're kind of like, well, why don't you just go and talk to Blah -blah about a role? It's like, yeah, I could do that. (laughs) So, yeah, there have been times. (laughs) Yeah. there's nothing wrong with that because I, I imagine I'll move in and out of that a bit as my practice evolves have
0: you uh, got anything that's helped you move on from wanting to give up
1: somebody who I really admire who's based here in, in New Zealand is uh, is uh, Lisa O'Neill and she she's a real motivational kind of person and has lots of energy and what she encourages um Encouraged me to do was create a mojo playlist yeah. of like just songs that I, I really like, and so actually, if on days when I get up and I think oh, I just can't bother with this today, uh, I, I play that in the morning. It actually really, um, it really lifts my mood. Yeah. So, so there's something, you know there's simple stuff like that, isn't there, where you just kind of go, okay, I'll t- start tell myself a different story. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're if you ringing people up saying, oh, you know, I can offer you something, if you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you, you have to um, have conviction in what you can offer in the conversation and engage with people at the right energetic level. And is that how you're finding
0: your clients at the moment? Is that just sort of uh, yeah. swinging by and saying hi?
1: Yeah, a little yeah. bit by, by word of mouth. And um, and also, I guess, I'm building my online profile. And, yeah. and as I do that more, um, I'm sure I'll get more work um, yeah. through that one. Because I've worked in Wellington for such a long time, I do know a lot of people, but there's a real balance between yeah. <laughs> between uh, hitting up your mate. I've been talking to people about what I'm doing and actually people are kind of going, oh, you should talk to blah, blah. Yeah. and so and then following up with that person. So g- generally, that's, uh, that's a bit how Wellington works as well.
0: <laughs> what traps have you fallen into? traps yeah
1: uh well i'd say one trap is that i guess because i'm wanting i'm developing a lot of my own ip and thinking uh and i'm working on a book at the moment so it is a little bit one trap is actually you can spend all day just reading stuff and thinking about stuff which i really enjoy um so so it is a bit about that making sure that you have the balance in what you what you're doing, which I think is a real discipline. So one thing I, now that I'm working more at home or out of different workspaces is making sure I'm, I don't work all the time, because I'm I am a bit of a workaholic. So actually I was finding myself working Every day, you know, as every time, all the whole time I was awake (laughs) doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so it is a little bit about, I guess, the the boundaries have been taken away, and I've got to work out how to restrain myself or not restrain myself, however that works. But also starting to think about, I can actually do some different things in my life and. spend my time a little bit differently so I've been really working on things about my own um, health and well-being so and starting my week differently and ending my week differently so I've been I take my daughter to work on a Monday morning so I go for a long walk around the harbour and kind of think about oh what am I gonna do this week which I I really enjoy that and then at the end of the week I spend Friday afternoon at the yoga studio so it is just kind of thinking how do I want to spend my life and what does that what does that look like
0: Have you created like a routine
1: yeah yeah trying to get into a routine, that's exactly right. One guy that I know, he, he calls it life by design. Like, how do you want to live your life and what does that look like? And I'm really a fond believer in that. You know, like you, kind of, you shape actually what, what it looks like.
0: What inspires and
1: motivates you? Um, well, there's quite a few things that inspire me. It's often the people I work with. I guess I've been lucky enough to work with some really inspiring leaders in particular. I really like working with people who have a kind of vision for what they're doing and are really motivated and so quite often that's and working alongside senior leaders who really wanted to make a difference. I'm inspired by supporting an organisation to make a difference. My background's in HR and I'm really on the side of the organisational capability piece and how you develop people and what does that look like. So um, over the years I've, I've worked with a lot of different people, but a lot in the space of helping people to work out where their careers are going and they might start off just as an entry level role and 10 years later, you see them in, in a director role. So for me, I, I'm inspired, I guess, and, and enjoy seeing people grow and um, get to where they want to with their careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, ha- and my role in, in helping that along the way. Yeah,
0: that's your why.
1: Yeah, I think that is my why actually, yeah. Yeah, around helping people harness their potential.
0: Do you have um, a breakthrough that you're particularly proud of? Uh,
1: one of the big things for me about setting up my own practice and going out on my own was this idea about writing a book, like mm. I've always wanted to write a book. Um, and, and it's interesting once you start down that route because actually can write a book about so many different things so I spent a long time like over this last year testing out lots of different ideas about what am I interested in and what does that look like so people have said to me that you need to be really careful about writing a book about something that you're still interested in like a lot of people write a book about what they've done for the last 10 years but actually they're ready to move on from it and what happens is that you write a book and then you actually spend the next year talking about it and so that's a really bad place to get yourself into apparently so it's like okay don't do that Um, so so I spent a lot of time over the last years kind of kind of thinking about what it is I can write my book about and um, just over the last couple of months I've really solidified what that's going to look like and I recently was at an expo um, where I hired a booth and I put up lots of um, info about the the things that I'm going to have in my book and testing out that with different people and I guess the breakthrough for me was how well people connected with my ideas. So so for me, that was really great because, you know, they come out of your head and you kind of you start to share them and you, you're not sure actually. So so for me, that was a real, a real breakthrough, I guess, just getting to that. Oh, I think I'm producing something that's useful <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's going to be useful to other people as opposed to just um, what I'm interested in thinking about. So the book is about helping HR functions to move from being operational to being more strategic so there's this research that says uh, an HR function that's 20% more strategic goes from being a typical function to being high-performing and so I was testing this out HR, HR leaders and that I was talking to and they all nod because you know we all know that we can be more strategic and what that looks like but there's so much stuff that gets in the way so um so that was good I was testing out with them in my thinking about what are the what are the kind of things that get in the way and what might help you in that space so um yeah so that's a, a really interesting topic and and something I think that'll make difference for organizations
0: yeah how would, yeah. How would you use the book
1: uh, so I'm going to use the book together with the program that I'm going to offer, so working alongside HR teams um, and hel- helping them to kind of think about what it is that they're doing and what's, what's the thing that they can do to make a shift. And so it's kind of like their homework. It. Yeah, it'll be a little bit like time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little like you read this and yeah. then we'll, I'll come in <laughs> and split you out. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, yeah. So, so I'd say it will go together, yeah, with my program that I'm going to be offering and I'm calling it Making the Shift.
0: So with your program that's something that you would come in and deliver to the senior management?
1: Of yeah, or, or the, uh, the HR leadership team. Yeah. So it's really for uh, larger organisations where they have a um, team of people in, in HR. And I'd be like facilitating some discussions uh, around the, actually what are the things that they can let go of and what what, it, what is it that they can focus on that will make a difference. And also a bit of a diagnostic about that. Actually, what what are some of the things going on for them in their group? Um, what's the capability that they might need to lift or shift or do differently to to make a difference? Has
0: your vision always been clear? No, it no, it hasn't.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I think it's evolved, uh, and and it will continue to evolve uh, as I get interested in different things and what does that look like. So one of one of the things I'm thinking a lot about at the moment, also, which is probably my next book, if that's what <laughs> happens, you have a whole range of these things, is around uh, perspective and how you change your your perspective, um, which fits a bit with that, um, moving from being in the operational space to being in the strategic space, because quite often it is around how you change your um, perspective and look at things differently. So I'm quite interested in that. So. Um, in terms of your question about yeah. is my vision clear no <laughs> um but it has always been in that same space i guess the things that i'm i know that i'm I, that i'm passionate about as organizations and making them work well um and some of the skills that i have uh, are in terms of i guess connecting things up and being able to you know distill a, a picture um of lots of different things going on and helping people make sense of it so yeah it's something yeah it's kind of clear and not clear
0: yeah <laughs> uh, how has it changed since like the beginning when, you, when um, you started
1: yeah well I think it's changed a little bit in terms of I guess as you, as I start to think about who who are the people that um, I can add value for uh, and a little bit that is um, It's changed a bit in terms of me working with small organisations and seeing that they I can really add value for them. So that's something I hadn't contemplated before, so uh, or hadn't thought about so much. Um, And I I guess that's as you talk to more people and get more of a feel for what are the issues people are having, um, your thinking evolves. Yeah.
0: So what is brand to you and its importance? how are you using brand
1: yeah well I guess it is when you set up a business that's based on your name uh, the brand is really connected with you um, and your own reputation so I guess for me it's a little bit about the reputation that I've built built up over the years and what I'm known for knowing Uh, and I guess for me it's how I use use my brand as it evolves to leverage that, um, but it is something I'm, I'm learning about. Um, so when I started out on this student I hadn't really thought about it much at all, but uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot through business school about that, about, um, yeah, what your brand might look like and, and how to go about that, but it takes a little while because there's something about associating things with your name. Which is also you, <laughs> that, that is kind of a bit weird, which I hadn't envisaged to start with, um, and I'm just still still getting used to that. Um, and I guess if you think about your brand as a kind of persona you're creating, that that helps a little bit of separates it from your your own self. Um, but it, yeah, it's an interesting thing. One of the founders of business school, um, Matt Church, he he has a strong brand around his name, around Matt Church, but he says that actually if you knew him personally, you would call him Matthew. You know, that, but the Matt Church brand is what he's creating. So so there's something about how you can make it, make that strong without, and still be light with it, so it's not like you don't get obsessed about, yeah. about it or something, yeah. yeah. Um, also you know what's what's out there in the world about you <laughs> and yes. some of it you put out there yourself and the other people it's what people think about you or read about you or have seen or interacted had an experience with you um, yeah so so, so you, yeah I think you're exactly right There's, it's a real balance about whether you control it or it <laughs> controls you yeah.
0: Off the, uh, the back of that what have you implemented that's um, had its biggest impact what impact
1: if your brand's about being a thought leader and sharing your thoughts it is around starting to to blog and share posts on LinkedIn about what you're thinking about. I think that has impact over time when you're trying to connect with people you need to be sharing with them what you know and then they they have the opportunity to kind of connect with that or not Um, so, so that's the best way I guess of of um, helping people to to get an appreciation of what it is that you um think and can possibly come in and do and help in that in their organization
0: are you seeing those connections being?
1: Yeah, 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 I do. And I, and I guess I quite often will meet with people that I'm connected with and they will comment on something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw what you wrote you know, six months ago and all that thing that you're putting out there. So, so it is sometimes you, you It's feel, just not
0: getting lost then. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes
1: you, you feel actually you're putting things out there to the uh, a black hole and nothing's happening. So it is really interesting when people... I had somebody... Yeah, a couple of weeks ago ring me up and we were just having a conversation and she then kind of went on to go i really like um what you're putting out there it's so useful but i guess for me i'm i always am thinking about when i'm writing is it something they're going to find useful or interesting um but i guess as as you the number of connections you have grow you have a, a broader lot of people that you connect with
0: have you got any tips for other people striving to improve their brand
1: being purposeful with it but also being light you know just Mm. and keeping on going and knowing that it will evolve Mm. over time and uh, not being too wedded to the i told i was telling people this and now i decided i want to do this instead uh because i mean again something that matters church says is that you know people don't care about you as much as you imagine that they do or they don't take as much notice of you um so so it is a little bit around you're in charge of this thing that you're creating and 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 i guess it's your identities evolve it how you want to don't feel constrained
0: you're consulting with companies on how to sort of build their culture Mm, i suppose
1: mm.
0: does that have you helping them their brand a little bit sort
1: of. yeah a little bit yeah uh, I guess it depends what it what it's about but quite often I guess in the space that I work we quite often talk about you know where hat um, the your reputation of your organization in terms of being able to attract people to come and work there um, so, so I guess that's where I get involved in the reputation piece um, a lot to do with attraction and retention yeah. um, what that looks like and Um, Quite often, you'd be surprised how little people think about that. When people turn up on day one, what they experience and what they experience every day is actually the culture and the values, isn't it? You know, so, so there's the the spoken, what people say they like, it's aspirational values, and, and then there's actually what people's experience is, mm-hmm. uh, which is always quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's something about new, that's the value of new people to your organisation in their very first week or two weeks, about what they observe about you, that, that as an organisation you don't have any, you know, you lose track of it. And so that's always interesting to ask somebody who's just started um, about what what they've seen and what they observed and sometimes you kind of go oh yeah I I remember that's what I thought when I started here but now I just uh, you know you get indoctrinated or you just kind of you become you become the culture that's within the organization so it's it's always interesting yeah
0: Oh, okay thank you very much for your time answering my questions i guess the last thing where can people go to find out more
1: oh sure yeah so i have my own website which is at kathydeong.co.nz uh-huh. um, and also linkedin is always a, cool, always LinkedIn. a good place yep. Yeah.
0: I hope you found this interview with Cathy as interesting as I did. I always find it fascinating to hear the different setbacks and blocks that people have in their businesses. Selling does seem to be a particularly challenging to the new entrepreneur and business owner. I know that I've struggled with it in the past. I never really thought that human resources being such an important part of an organization, but duh, I probably should have guessed. People matter. I'd be interested to know what you, the listener, got out of this episode. Any insights or inspiration? Is there anything from Kathy's interview that's resonated with you? If so, drop me an email or leave a comment on the interview's webpage. Kathy, if you're listening to this, I just wanted to say thank you so much again for uh, taking part um, in the Wellington Hustle interview project. It's very much appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, now for you, the listener, if you would like to get in contact with Kathy or start a conversation with Kathy, or just learn a little bit more about Kathy, then head over to the article show note page where you'll find links to Kathy's website and her LinkedIn. If you're interested in being interviewed for the project or you have somebody in mind that would be a great fit, then please, please, please send me an email on tim at timson.co or head to the Timson Co website, click on the Wellington Hustle link from the menu and choose Join Wellington Hustle from the drop down. Thanks so much again for listening and until next time, keep on hustling.